the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Today is Saturday after Ash Wednesday. This is Father Stephen Reynolds, the pastor of St. Elizabeth Van Seton Catholic Church in Houston, Texas. Today's Gospel from Luke chapter, chapter 5, verses 27 to 32, recounts the calling of Matthew the tax collector. Also called Levi, this man seems to be the least likely candidate for discipleship. Yet Jesus wants him to be among the number of his closest associates. Tax collectors were considered public sinners, since they were active collaborators with the Roman regime occupying Israel. They often used their position to extort money, including from those who could least afford to suffer that injustice. We have seen in our own day and age how the taxing power of the government can be used unjustly to punish political enemies and to threaten people with ruin. When Jesus comes in glory, perhaps his first stop ought to be the Internal Revenue Service. We'll see. Tax collectors or not, each of us will have to face the Lord's judgment at our death or at the end of time, and we want to be ready for that meeting, which God wants to be an occasion of joy. Notice that when Jesus is criticized for calling Matthew and for dining in his home, he responds with reference to God's mercy rather than to unbridled justice. He says, Those who are healthy do not need a physician, but the sick do. I have come to call not the righteous, but, but sinners to repentance. Now, Matthew wasn't physically ill, but he was spiritually infirm. Just as Jesus healed the bodily ailments of the sick, he also heals the spiritual ailments of those trapped in sin. This is, after all, the greatest healing and the most necessary. Because our physical sufferings don't separate us from God, but our spiritual afflictions, unrepentant sin, certainly do. So Jesus has come to heal Matthew's soul. He does this with a direct invitation, to which Matthew responds immediately. Jesus saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the customs post, the Gospel says. He said to him, Follow me. And leaving everything behind, he got up and followed him. He left everything behind. Jesus' invitation was so powerful, so soul-stirring, that Matthew wouldn't let anything get in the way of it. Is there something that we need to leave behind? in order to follow Jesus more fully, more faithfully, more fruitfully? Have we made accommodation with sin, even venial sin? The days of Lent offer an excellent opportunity to uproot whatever is holding us back from loving God with our whole heart. Because, after all, no one is totally righteous. No one is totally sinless in the eyes of God. That's what Jesus means when he says, in response to the Pharisees who criticize him, I have come not to call the righteous... To repentance, but sinners. I mean, obviously, Jesus wants good people, faithful people, to follow him, but no one, no matter how upright, can claim to be without sin. So when Jesus tell the, tells the Pharisees that he has come to call sinners to conversion of heart, we can imagine that he raised an eyebrow, as if to say, I've come to call sinners, even you Pharisees. What about it? That Jesus has called sinners 
the imperfect, those in need of spiritual healing, should be a comfort and a hope for us. Because that means he is calling us, you and me. Our task is to respond as Matthew did and leave behind anything that would get in the way of following Jesus with all our hearts. God bless you.